Well, welcome everyone to Mainspring Family Wellness, the podcast. We're so glad you're tuning in. And today we are talking about Reiki. And uh, we're going to be speaking with our executive director, Kristen Perlmutter, about Reiki, who is a Reiki master, as well as her colleague, Jen Skyber. Jen, can you share with us a little more about your bio and your relationship to Reiki? Sure, no problem. Um, my doctorate is in holistic health, and um, I have a master's in nutrition. Um, I'm a mom of two beautiful boys, and we live here in Newport Beach, sunny Southern California. Um, my relationship to Reiki, oh my gosh, it's a love affair. Um, <laughs> no, I um, I was a, a client um, and um, fell in love as I was getting my experienced um, yoga teacher training back in 2003. And... Um, followed that all the way through to getting um, back involved and becoming a Reiki master last year. Excellent. Well, we're going to be learning more today about what Reiki is, so stay tuned. This is Mainspring Family Wellness, where transformation takes root. This podcast is for parents pursuing both personal growth and family wellness. We will cover relevant topics that help us reflect, make educated choices, and parent effectively. My name is Kristen Perlmutter. I'm an educator, a philanthropist, and a mother of three who is passionate about personal growth and seeing families at their optimal wellness. And I'm Dr. Jenna Flowers, a marriage and family therapist, author of The Conscious Parent's Guide to Co-Parenting, speaker, and mother of three. Well, Jen, it's so great to have you on our show today and joining Kristen and myself. And today, I'm actually going to be just the questioner, <laughs> speaking to, to both of you about Reiki, which uh, I think is such an important topic because we are introducing Reiki at Mainspring Family Wellness Center, and not a lot of people actually know what Reiki mm -hmm. is. And so I thought this particular podcast uh, would be a very helpful tool to educate people about what Reiki is. And both of you are Reiki masters. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm just going to start the first question. What is Reiki? Well, I'm going to let Jen take that because she has such a beautiful analogy that I just love. So Reiki, um, it, to me, well, first of all, it's defined as universal energy. That's what Reiki means. Um, but to me, it's um, analogous to um, the AM/FM radio dial um, from when we were younger. <laughs> um, we're all attuned to the AM/FM radio dial. That's just as energetic beings we we are. Mm. And um, and what Reiki does is it it teaches us how to tune into the station. Um, different organs and and things have different frequencies but but reiki masters help tune you into the satellite to the sirius to the you know xm dial and so um and so what we're able to do is as a client as a patient is willing um because they actually take the lead on what what they need as they're willing we sit and open up that channel for them and then the dial just starts to tune across the different stations and they can you know take what they need to start to balance out and the music comes across well that is a really good it's a good one yeah yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. Reiki's been, it's a Japanese healing modality that's been around for 
thousands of years? Hundreds? I'm I know it sure. came to the 20s, um, in the 1920s to the U.S., um, but prior to that, it was hundreds being for sure. Used in, in Asian culture long before. But, you know, it's, 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 so it's something that's been around for a long time, but a lot of people don't know what it is or understand it or understand how, who might benefit from it. And, um, you know, I think the, the, the message really is that everybody can benefit from Reiki and it's just filled with light and goodness. And, um, it's really just about getting all of us to vibrate at our highest frequency everything has a vibration and um what i think is so fascinating and i think jen was going to speak to this a little bit more is that they are using it now in western medicine with you know integrating reiki into western medical treatments and that's so progressive compared to where we were you know in the 20s when people were like (laughs) what is this reiki energy work so right. I think they use it at, actually at a local hospital yes. in our area. And then they uh, do. Mm-hmm. They do at a couple of local hospitals. And I think really it's kind of happening all over the place. And, and it's kind of in a surprise. I'm surprised by it, to be honest. It just makes you realize how people are really ready for something else. And they see the, the validity of it and how important it is. And how it, it can really aid in so much healing emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, and the fact that now Western medicine is backing that up, I, I think that's really great progress for this yeah, type I think of healing. So. I think the, the Western medicine model is once it's broken, let's try to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then this is, this is, you know, we don't have to wait that long. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> let's try to help out and do some preventative. And then if it is broken, let's try to bring it back into balance. Um, and that's the cool thing. I think we both decided to become masters because we're actually trying to teach other people how to tune that dial and not just other um, Reiki practitioners, but also our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, because once you're open to that dialing and you feel what it's like to be able to move the energy, um, anyone can do it. We're doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what led you both to practicing Reiki? Oh my gosh. Uh, 2003, I was um, already had been doing yoga for four or five years and, um, and was training to be a yoga teacher. And um, one of the practitioners that came in for our, part of our hours was a, a Reiki master. And, um, and she did a session on us, and I just fell in love and went to her for several years. And, um, oh, my gosh, she was amazing. I went to her until she moved away. And, and when she did, she did distance healing, which mm-hmm. is a whole nother, mm-hmm. you know, energy travels across space. So, um so we're still in touch, but um, I've I've loved it since the first time I did it, um, and so that's how my journey started. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I met our our Reiki teacher Jessica Stone, who's wonderful. I met her through a friend, and um, I had never tried. Before. I didn't really know anything about it. I went into it with a completely open mind, and I felt something. I mean, what's really interesting about Reiki is there's very little touch involved. But and I think Jenna, you've experienced it before. I mean, you feel 
you feel your physical body, you mm-hmm. know, which is so fascinating. So I was really fascinated, intrigued by it. And I felt just so light and clear when I left her. So then I started going kind of regularly. And there was a time in my life where I was very blocked, like just creatively, um, didn't know what to do next, feeling kind of lost and what's my purpose. <laughs> and I have to say, I think Reiki kind of helped, not kind of, completely helped heal heal me, unblock me, and kind of led me to where I am right now. And um, I really just sought it out as a my like a self-healing um, technique. And then I was like, wait, I actually want to learn more and I want to help other people. And to be honest, I, I don't know about you, Jen, but I get so much out of giving Reiki to people more than I get for giving it to myself. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 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 And I think, you know, that what you said about being blocked is yes. exactly why we do it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's those energy centers, the chakras. And I know that's kind of woo-woo and people are like, what is that? But um, the chakra, it it's literally translated as wheel. Um, and they're actually little nerve centers. They correspond to nerve centers down the back of the body. And um, and they're, the energy actually spins. Um, and, and we do get blocks. Yeah. Um, we can actually see them in the musculature um, when people are blocked. And um, and when we work with the energy there and we're working with, with only like um, like light, life force, like there's there's you know nothing about this that could ever cause harm or do anything like that. We're um, sometimes putting our hands on, and if we do, it's a very gentle, like you would barely feel it touch. It's mainly just about um, hands off the body and doing sort of a, like a scan, an assessment of where the energy doesn't feel like it flows. It's kind of like a stream that's flowing and rippling, and then there might be a bigger rock in the way, and so the water has to split itself to get around the rock. The water is still flowing, but it's it's having to work a lot harder to get around the rock. Mm-hmm. And we can feel that in your body. And so all we do is we start to ask for that rock to start to break apart into pebbles and break apart into pebbles. And then the energy can flow directly and it starts to save the extra energy and you don't have the blocks anymore. And then things, other things can start to dissipate. Um, but if it's more like a traumatic event and your body's not ready for that, you're not going to all of a sudden have some sort of, you know, massive event. Um, things come up when you are prepared for them to come up, I think. Um, but it does um, it does foster um, an opportunity for for healing, reducing stress. Um, we see a lot of well-being in people who are in chronic dis-ease states. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of stimulation with the immune system, people who have trouble staying well, um, just a sense of ease and comfort, um, that uh, that feeling of being in the flow. Yeah. I was just going to say, I love that word flow because that's exactly how it feels after you've had a Reiki session. And you can feel that way for quite some time afterwards. It's not like you wake up the next morning and you don't feel it anymore. Like you, it really helps you stay in that flow for sometimes for months at a time. And it's pure magic as far as I'm concerned. It's just 
like it's everything you want to feel going about your life. You're like, I am in my flow, mm, my yeah. best self. Am I being my living my best life? It's it's so beautiful to see people heal that way. Yeah, I know the times where I have referred people to you, Kristen, for for Reiki. It's because I felt like they could really benefit from fine-tuning that flow again. There was some kind of blockage, something maybe of a, on a relational level for them that their body just endured stress. That's right. And so it just gets, you know, blocked up and they needed some facilitation to move that energy out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's just, you know, trauma gets yeah. stuck in, in our bodies and, um, and God, it can stay there for a very long time and cause all sorts of um, physical as well as emotional problems. So you really have to work through that and, and, and get through the blockage to, to truly heal from the trauma. Yeah, the mind-body connection is, I mean, there's too much research now to, to, to uh, say that this isn't true. Like there is no. a mind-body connection. <laughs> and yes. that flow of energy, I mean, a lot of what you guys are talking about reminds me so much of even acupuncture, right? Yeah. And, and the flow of chi. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, using needles to find these pressure points and there's 10,000 years behind, you know, mm-hmm. acupuncture. What you guys are doing on, on is on an energetic level right. of, of that flow of the chi and, and how it's moving through and, and processing. That's right. So it's almost as if you guys have a real sensitivity to the flow of energy. Mm-hmm. Like you, you yeah. kind of can assess that. Well, I think so. I think we all have that ability to be sensitive to energy. I think we tend to block it out or, you know, not pay attention to it. But, you know, even like when you walk into a room and you can kind of read the energy of the room and, you know, those feelings that you have about places and people, I mean, those those are real. That's your intuition. That's your gut. Right, Jen? You're, you're doing Reiki. <laughs> right. When you do that. That's I mean, right. that you're experiencing what we do as Reiki practitioners when you have a, a gut sense about something. Yeah. Or if you feel like, you know, gosh, she has a chip on her shoulder. Yeah. Or, um, you know. Monkey on your back. Monkey on your back. <laughs> that yeah. monkey mind even. Um you know, all that vernacular um, that we have, those are perfect examples of the energy that we're talking about getting blocked somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and our body is is designed to let us know mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've just been trained and we practice um, staying in tune with that. And, you know, it's not... Um, it's not unfathomable that there are other layers of that energy. If you think about it, um, we didn't know that much about um, about hypnotism or about meditative states, but now there's so much science. I think, um, you know, when you're asleep and the dream state, um, coma, um, there are so many different layers to consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um awake, subconscious, unconscious, you know, and and Reiki is just another energetic layer for us Mm -hmm. that we're able to tap into. Um, And, you know, the more science behind it, I was um, I was just reading on Cleveland Clinic's um, website that they um, they encourage their patients um, to consider Reiki as an add on modality to Mm -hmm. the traditional um, medical practices that they have there and I think it's 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 all interconnected and the Mm -hmm. science is starting to show 
you know, people's um, heart rate and blood pressure. Um, and it's all connected. Um, and so if we could do little things to reduce stress, and we know that stress is something that impedes the immune system, then why not try it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think it's important that we start thinking about treating things in our lives from a multimodal mm. practice mindset. Yeah. So therapy can take you in one direction and it's very healthy and good, but to also do body work along with that, I think is really, you know, the, the best practice yeah. to really, to really heal. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's, that's the whole, the self whole self care package, you know, mind, body, and spirit. If you can take care of everything and be in balance, um, as much as you possibly can, then you're really, your your health, mental and physical health is going to be. So yeah. So best. who who can really benefit from this? Like, can you can children benefit from Reiki? Oh yeah, children, animals, yeah. animals. Yeah, you can do um, you can do Reiki <laughs> on your animals. I tr- my dog doesn't always like it so much, but I try to do it when she's sleeping because she's <laughs> old and she has arthritis and things. Um, my kids love to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do it a lot of times before they're going to bed to help them kind of wind down. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, if they're worried about something or anxious, it can help release some of that. Um, I think kids that have a hard time with dysregulation, mm-hmm. I think they could really benefit, as well as adults. But really, truly, I mean, wouldn't you agree, Jen, just about anybody Anybody or anything (laughs) can benefit from Reiki. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's um, just the way it was was experienced initially and the way it was passed down. um, The biggest blessing for a Reiki master is that someone calls and says, I don't need you anymore. (laughs) I've... I've got this. I figured out how to do this for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think the thing with kids, you ask, can kids do this? They are they are closer to the Reiki source. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just naturally, um, they haven't learned socially how to stop paying attention to the cues from their body yet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think um, they teach us way more than. We teach them. And for sure, pets, I think, you know, when you mention that your dog doesn't really like it, I think they're closer to the source sometimes than we are, too. But um, I worked on a friend of mine's cat. And I'll tell you, I mean, it sounds so weird when I say this, but um, but he was a mess. He was a tiny kitten and had been to the vet and he had his little shots. And anyway, he was upset and crying and didn't want to come out and um, didn't want to play or eat. And um, he also did not want my help initially, but um, slowly I was able to kind of tap in and figure out. And it it was almost like he had like a tar, kind of like just like black tar, little octopus feeling around him. Like he just, and we had, we figured out he had gotten shots you know, mm-hmm. and those are those are foreign a foreign invader to his little body. And I'm not anti or pro anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, I had to let him know it's okay. You know, it's okay. And just kind of love on him. And 
he just relaxed. Mm -hmm. And that's not me. Mm -hmm. That's the energy. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what's that's what's so cool about Reiki. I mean, you're the person or the the animal that you're giving it to. I mean, they're we're just the conduit, right? Like we're we're not giving them something. We're just the vehicle in which it's which it's being delivered. But you're kind of doing it yourself. You have and and we're just helping facilitate that. And um, you, that's a you know you can obviously see that with animals because they they are able to turn it once you help them a little they're able to and people of course. Well, do you have any other stories of Reiki that you guys can share? Like success stories? Yeah, let's um, hear some success stories. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, depends on how woo woo you want to get. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> I honestly. I don't think I every time some some Reiki sessions have been more extreme or powerful, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I've had one time where I've given somebody Reiki where they didn't have some sort of awakening or a a feeling of a major energetic shift or an unblocking. I mean, most people are kind of like befuddled if, if they've never done it before like whoa what just happened to me because I feel like I have clarity and I feel lighter and um trying to think of a specific story do you have one you know I was just thinking um it's you know it's almost like there's some assumption that I'm gonna start shaking a tambourine and doing a dance or something you know <laughs> like break out the bongos but it's really um, it's similar to like a meditative session or like, you know, a prayer session or, um, you know, even when you would sit around the table with family and friends to say what you're thankful for, or grateful for. Like there's a there's a process that we go through at the beginning and just establishing that space mm. for healing to take place, I find, is very comforting for people. Um, I had a girlfriend over a few weekends ago, and she just she did hurt her shoulder. She did um, decide to play softball after many years of not playing softball, and she hurt her shoulder. And she was so anxious about that that I think um, she was holding it differently, and it was tight, and she was a bit um, dysregulated, amped up, I guess, is another word for it. And so I said, let's just try it. And so um, there she is on my floor on the rug, and we're doing it. And um, um, and so I, I start in my prep work, and initially, you know, her breathing is um, a bit more in her um, chest than in her diaphragm, and she's just not comfortable yet. And um, and so we, I did an assessment. I asked her, how are you feeling? You know, I wanted to check in and I watched physically to see how her body was doing. Um, I like to make sure that, you know, people are are comfortable with what's going on and that they can ask questions. And um, and within a few minutes, she closed her eyes and um, and she fell asleep. She mm. slept for an hour. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot. People will let her, will fall asleep and kind of wake up like, whoa, what, you know, I can't believe I just fell asleep. And then she was ready to, let's go for a walk on the beach and da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da. Yeah. Now, I mean, the shoulder still required, you know, some attention. Right. But the story in her head about the shoulder injury and how she was holding her shoulder and what was going to happen because of it and... And 
you know, the tape that was beginning to be written about it, I haven't really heard anything else about that. And so I think um, that connection that we make, if we can stop that pattern um, or at least be mindful that there's a way to stop that pattern, um, that's half the, you know. That's interesting. So it's basically, I mean, from what I'm hearing you say, there's sometimes an energy that we hold about mm-hmm. what, you know, in terms of like how we're thinking about something sure. that has, that we're holding in our bodies, like what we're, how we're perceiving a certain situation. So right now I'm even thinking about my aunt's son. He, he's in a cast. He just broke his wrist. And I know there's a story there for him mm-hmm. with this, with this wrist break. Because mm-hmm. there's so many other things that he's missing out now as a result during the springtime. Mm-hmm. And he just looks so sad. Mm-hmm. And so it makes me wonder, if like, oh, to do a little Reiki and just even move the energy. It doesn't mean that the Reiki itself is necessarily going to heal the bone. Right. But it can shift his energetic about what how he's holding that in his consciousness. And, Absolutely. And bring to the surface for him, uh, if it's the right timing bring to the surface for him any other feelings he has about that day, that experience, what it meant for him. You know, there's um, there's a lot that goes into that one small moment, mm-hmm. and then the story becomes the trauma. Mm-hmm. And the longer we carry the trauma, the yep. bigger the T becomes. <laughs> right. And the longer it will take to heal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. One, th- one thing I wanted to share was... Um, I just thought of a story that you experienced with me because we did um, hypnotherapy simultaneously while doing Reiki. Yes. So we gave somebody that had come in with some test anxiety and she was about to, she'd been preparing for a very big, important test and she was feeling very, very anxious. And so we did, um, we did a hypnotherapy session and while we were doing it, I gave her Reiki and it was pretty, pretty amazing what, what happened for her and um, just how the energy shifted and just how she kind of really released a lot of the the doubt, the self-doubt and the anxiety around this test. And, you know, obviously there were so many other layers to that anxiety from other parts of her life, but it was pretty powerful. Do you remember? Doing yeah, that? absolutely. And it seemed like she uh, released a lot of uh, the anxiety actually right then and there. She did. Like she was able to walk out of the room feeling so much freedom yes. that she could actually focus yeah. on um, on her on on her test prep. And she continually said how much lighter she felt. Yep. Yes. Yeah, she, um, in fact, she even just, I think even a couple days ago, this was a couple weeks ago that we Mm -hmm. did this, two or three weeks ago, and um, she still is talking about just like the little, you know, kind of miracles that she's been having since that session. So um, That's a heavy energy. Anxiety is a heavy energy, and if if we think about it in this moment, if I'm worried about something tomorrow that I have no control over, and that's a heavy energy... If I'm able to work with you with a lighter energy and lift it, recognizing I can't do anything about tomorrow anyway, but I can prepare myself as best I can with with what I do today, mm-hmm. right? So eat well, yeah. stay in the moment, be with friends, study my books, do what I can do. And energetically, if we're using Reiki, 
right, as part of our self-healing or going to work with some on it, that is a lighter level of energy, and it helps lift if we're talking back about vibrations, right? It's like a light that's on a dimmer, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can pump it all the way up to disco ball. I mean, I can go, you know, (laughs) really fun, but I mean realistically if um if we can just keep it you know at a pretty even pace um when when it starts to feel dysregulated we can notice uh oh am i in the past am i depressed you know am i pressing back into the past or am i feeling that worry and tripping into the future you know because those are heavier where if she's feeling lighter we know she's still using that Reiki energy that that was bumped in. Yeah. And you're right, it does last a while. It does. Well, uh, where can one access Reiki? Well, we, um, you know, we offer it now at Mainspring Family Mm -hmm. Wellness, and we are just starting to offer um, the hypnotherapy and Reiki together. So that is a, a, a treatment, or you can come in just for Reiki. Um. Yeah. And you can also do this virtually as well? Yes, you can. Like Jen mentioned, um, there is distance healing. You can send energy to other places. Um, and I didn't believe it until I experienced it and gave it to a couple different people. It's actually extremely powerful. So um, it can be done virtually. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. Well, thanks so much, guys. This was really helpful. And um, if you you're listening and you want more information about Reiki at Mainspring, go ahead and email us at info at mainspringfamilywellness.com. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming, Jen.